A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. We're recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Allison Lund for the Midwest Farm Report. These families will get together at State Fair Park in West Dallas on August 9th for a celebratory breakfast. One farm being recognized belongs to Charles Felch. He will accept the award for his family's sesquicentennial farm next month. The farm in Marinette County was established before any other settlements or even roads had popped up in that area. Charles starts off with how the farm got its start. My great-grandfather was a... German immigrant from Prussia, a 27-year-old bachelor. He came over here and he fought in the Civil War and was discharged for illness, came back up in the Green Bay area. He healed up and he went back in again. And after the war ended, he returned and moved up to Marinette County. And he met another Civil War veteran, and the two of them went about 12 miles out of town following the Menominee River, and they were the first two pioneers in the area. The only ones that were here were Native Americans, loggers, and trappers. And he acquired 160 acres under the Homestead Act of 1862. Wow, that is quite the history. Do you know when he acquired that land, uh, were there any buildings on it, or did he have to start from scratch? This area was completely void of anything. The loggers had moved through, and there was still Native Americans living in the area. So they were the first two people up here. There were no roads. They, they followed a trail up the Menominee River, and the land that I think was just recently surveyed by the U.S. government, so they must have plotted it out. But there was absolutely no roads here at all. The road went from the river to the Bernardi farm, which was the other f- family, and then three miles to my grandfather's house, great-grandfather's house, and that's where it ended. This was still part of O'Connell County at the time, too, by the way. Okay. What stories did you hear that were passed down? You know, how did they get their start then, farming? Well, he was a farmer over in Prussia, and he came from an area where his family had been for, we know for sure, at least a hundred and some years over there, maybe longer, going back to all the church records. And he came over here, and uh, so he had farming experience already. And obviously farming was a way of life back then. You know, you made your living farming more substance, I would guess, than anything. And uh, he was still a bachelor. He settled here, built a small home. And uh, two years later, in 1871, he married a, a widow with two children. And then in the fall of that year is when the Pestible Fire swept through this whole area. And they had a fleet to the river for protection. And when they returned, that house was burnt and completely gone. So they had to rebuild again. And he had some help from some local loggers and they or lumbermen, and they helped put up another house by Christmas. And in the spring of that year, they had the very first child born out here after the Pestigal Fire. That is quite the history. And have they shared with you what was it like having to rebuild, and are any of those buildings still around from that time? No, there was only one building here. It's been resettled now by my siblings and my son and stuff like that. Um there was only one building here when we took over. Actually, there was two. There was the old log barn, and that went down in a tornado. That when it was abandoned already. Nobody was using it. The house had burnt in 1960, I believe, and then the land laid empty. And um, my father, it went from my great-grandfather to my grandfather and then to two of his sons, 
my uncles. And when they stopped farming, my father acquired all the land, but he did nothing with it. He rented it to a neighbor who pastured it. And then in the 18, or 1970s, my father split it up amongst some of us, and I started farming it again, and I added some more land to the acreage. And then I raised hay and oats, and um, I went into cattle. It's all part-time. Then I went into bison after that, and I had bison for 15 years before I retired from it. And now my son and his family are living on the land, and um, he's starting a small herd of beef, so he may start taking over some of the land back from the neighbor again and putting it back into his use. And um, that's fourth, fifth, and sixth generation living on the land yet. So, What was it like passing down the farm throughout the years? How were those decisions made? Well, I think obviously going from my great-grandfather to my grandfather, he was the only son. He had himself and a, and a sister, so he, obviously it would have went to him. And he farmed more substance and selling a little bit of milk to the cheese factory, but he also was a logger. He had logging camps in the area in the wintertime. And then when he passed away, there were six boys in the family, and only two of them remained up here. The rest, after World War II, all went seeking employment other places where they could get higher-paying jobs, obviously. Um, it was tough living here. It went through two world wars and uh, the Depression as well, so they never did expand the farm like the farms are nowadays. It just pretty much fiddled out. And my father got it because his two sons were done with it, and they were probably going to sell it, so my father took it over and kept it. And eventually he moved here and built a new home, and we followed somewhat. We were living in Racine County at the time. I can imagine that there were some hardships along the way. And do you have any memories of your ancestors that you'd like to share with me or any memories of your own growing up on the farm or of the farm that you'd like to share? Well, I never did grow up here. Uh, my father had moved down to Racine County after the war when he got out of the service as well and had employment down there and didn't move back up here until the 70s. So I was already in my 20s by then. And then I, I moved here um, but uh, as for memories of it, um, more of just the factual things like I've been telling you because I was not around. My grandfather was well gone before I was born. And my grandmother, she probably passed away when I was, I guess, 12, 13, I'm guessing. So all stories I have are basically from elderly cousins and things like that. But I know that uh, I was told that this was the first farm in the area to have barbed wire on it. And um, Ashtabel Fire has a few stories, how they fled to the river. They couldn't make it to the river, but they ended up spending the night in a plowed field to survive. And the rebuilding of the house at Christmas, before Christmas and a few things like that. But uh, as for detailed stories, you know, because I wasn't here and the lineage didn't continue, you know, there was a break when my father got it. The land sat idled and rented to the neighbor for a while. So, Well, it sounds like quite the history with that. And I know that you mentioned you raised bison. I mean, that's not something that you see every day in Wisconsin. So what's that like? Well, I was the first one to bring them to the area. I did that in uh, 1993. There were other bison farms in Marion County, but they were, or O'Connell County, quite some distance from me. I'm the first one that brought them here, and I actually enjoyed the bison better than I did the cattle. I had less trouble with them, um, 
and I had a small herd, like I said, for 15 years, and then finally I um, stopped doing that when I was getting older and getting ready to retire and whatnot. So, but my son's goal is to go into cattle and eventually maybe switch into bison if this all pans out. So, it may continue. <laughs> Yeah, so that brings up my next question. You mentioned that your son is now on the property. So what kind of interest is there in the next generation and following generations to continue to keep the farm and the family? Well, once again, it's not really a true farm at this point. A lot of it now has been gone back into forests and woodlands, and there's home sites. We still do have some open land that, that is tillable and farmland, but it's not as much as when my grandfather had it. Um, but we're pretty secure with keeping this in the family for quite some time. Um, I have uh, two brothers that are that are alive. I lost one brother, but my two brothers both have sons and grandsons, as well as myself. I have two sons, and I have got uh, uh, one grandson right now. So, and he's living on the land here. So, I, I would say that, and they're they're very very interested in keeping the land and preserving it. So, I would say all or at least most of it should remain in the family for quite some time to come. And that'll pose more opportunities for more memories, and it'll be great to see it continue to be passed on and cared for just the same as it always has been. Is there anything else, Charles, that I'm not asking you that you'd like to share about your sesquicentennial farm? Well, it's just that I do have a lot of the original paperwork from my great-grandfather. I have his... um, his citizenship papers when he became American citizen. I have a letter from the Prussian government acknowledging that he had served his service duties over there before he left Germany. I have a letter confirming his baptism from the church over in old Prussia. I have the original homestead document signed by Ulysses S. Grant because when you take the prop, when you get the property, you have so many years to fulfill certain obligations and then they can't you know it's your property basically so he settled here in 1869 but he did not file for the warranty part of it until 1876 and back then that's when u.s grant was president and he signed you know president signed all these homestead documents so we have the original one of that so pretty proud of the stuff my my aunt was very good at preserving everything and then writing down a lot of the history and that all came to me when she passed away. So now my oldest son has a very big interest in history, and he's been doing research over in Berlin. Um, that was the capital of Prussia, and he's found all the old church records from the original from the old church in Prussia, and he's gone back to at least 1700 now with our family over there. Charles Felt shares the story of his family's farm in Marinette County. The Sesquicentennial Farm and Home Award Program is a partnership between DATCAP and the Wisconsin State Fair. The Sesquicentennial Program is in its 25th year. Nearly 1,000 farms have received the Sesquicentennial Award since 1998. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compere Financial. Hear more stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Allison Lund.